Uh, today we'll be reading from Psalm 28. To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not death to me, lest if you be silent to me. I became like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cry, when I lift up my hands towards your most highly sanctuary, do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evils is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the works of his hands. He will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voices of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. O oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Good morning once again. Uh, as you may have noticed, um, we didn't have a time of community prayer uh, this morning, and I just wanted to, uh, I'll, I'll give you more information about that uh, in a second. I know a lot of us um, here in church are glad that we're able to meet again in person, aren't we? And um, we don't really miss the Zoom church that much, do we? Except for the part where you could, you know, rock on up in your PJs in front of the uh, computer. Um, but, but, but no, right? We don't, we don't really miss Zoom church. But there are some things that we did uh, during our Zoom services that we probably did better online than we do here. And one of them is we kind of got to know each other a little better. Not as a whole, but in small groups. Because every time we, we didn't have a choice of what group we were going to be placed in, what breakout room, we just got placed in a breakout room. Um, and the wonderful thing about that is in smaller groups, we tend to be able to share more easily um, and pray for each other. And that's something that the elders of the church um, had a discussion about. And we've, we'd, we actually want that to continue now that we're meeting in person, even though we can't see uh, each other's faces behind the masks. But, we're able, but we want to be able to continue to encourage that. So... Um, do you feel the same way as I do? Because that's how I feel. I feel like, you know, I'd like that to continue, and we haven't been able to do that as much here. And as a busy parent and as someone who's serving up here, sometimes I rush in here on a Sunday morning, and a lot of you guys are the same. We rush in here, and then when we have kids, we grab our kids and we rush home because we need to feed them or we have lunch appointments. We don't get a chance beyond, hi, how are you doing? And that's almost just face value, how are you doing, right? but we don't get that chance to really get to know each other, much less pray for each other. Now, how are we going to pray for each other if we don't know what each other's prayer needs are? So today, we're going to do something just a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have a, shore, a, a, short, a shorter sermon, and then we're going to spend a bit more time in our small groups, kind of like what we did online, but maybe a little bit more time, getting to know each other a little bit more. And that will require us to share a little more about what's going on, particular, particularly sharing um, prayer points, things that we can pray for for each other. And in so doing, we'll encourage each other. Does that sound okay? Okay, so um, today's sermon, I'm not going to have any slides today. Um, 
Today's sermon is titled, Take It to the Lord in Prayer. And that's, uh, that's the title of a, of a hymn as well that some of us are familiar with. And we'll be studying Psalm, a Psalm of David, Psalm 28 in, um, to be specific, which is what Wilson um, read today. And we'll be looking at three points. The first point is praying to God with hope. The second is praying with praise. And the third is acknowledging that God is our strength. Okay, praying to God with hope, praying with praise, and acknowledging that our God is our strength. But first, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for these beautiful psalms, uh, which are songs, Lord, um, that use words, and we can only imagine what the music is like to describe you and to describe David's adoration to you. God, I pray as we turn to your word this morning, Lord, that you would open up our eyes in wonder, Lord, at your divine word. Speak through me, Lord, this morning. I pray, Lord, that um, these words that I'm sharing today are not mine, Lord, that they are divinely yours. And Holy Spirit, come and move and come into our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praying to God with hope, first, first point. Okay, so Psalm 28, like many of the Psalms of David, is, 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 is a song. Okay, and if you want, you can look at it. We can put it up here again. And this is the NIV translation. I'll be reading from the ESV. But feel free to look, look it up on your, on your mobile devices as well. Um, first couple of verses. To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cry to you for help, when I lift my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Now let's imagine for a second here, the language that is being used here. Do we pray like this? David says, be not deaf to me because if you are silent, I become like those that go down to the pit. When he says go down to the pit, he's talking about his grave. He's saying, Lord, if you're silent to me, if you're not listening to me, it's, it's the same as being dead. That's what he's saying. Evidently, David's going through a pretty tough time, it sounds like. He might be going through depression. He's in a, he's in a rough spot. But what's really interesting here is he's actually praying while expecting a response. Now, how do we know this? Because he says, to you, O Lord, I call my rock. So before he's even attempted to talk about desperation, he said, Lord, you are my rock. Before he's even talked about anything else. And that says, that he's, he knows who God is. It's his rock. And he's expecting God to answer him or to listen to him because a rock is your foundation. He's already standing on it. Now, have you, have, have you ever thought that if God was a God that didn't answer prayer, why on earth would we pray to him? We pray to him here, don't we? Whether in our individual capacities, whether in small groups or corporately here in church, we pray to him because we expect him to listen. If we assume that God wasn't listening or that he sometimes listened, then it's like, it's basically, it's like the lottery. David goes one step further. He says, it's equivalent to death if God doesn't listen to you. We pray because we know he is our rock and he is our salvation. That's, that's our faith journey, right? By faith, this is what we believe. And in him, we have hope. So when we pray, we pray with hope. David demonstrates this here in this song as we go through it today, as we, as we study this psalm. He demonstrates the type of hope that we ought to have by first establishing that he is, he is our rock. I'm going to read a quote from Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, and it sounds a little 
uh, Spurgeon's English is a little old school, uh, difficult to understand. And I know I should have put the quote up there, but I forgot, but I'll read it a couple of times. And this is what he says about answers to prayer. Mere formalists may be content without answers to their prayers. Mere formalists, I mean, doing, doing it for the sake of just being formal, they may be content without answers to their prayers. But genuine suppliants, true prayers, genuine suppliants cannot. They are not satisfied with the results of prayer itself in calming the mind. So we don't pray to calm the mind. True prayers don't pray just so they feel good about it, that they spoke about it. That's like talking to your shrink. That's like talking to someone who's just there to listen. But that's not who God is. God is a God who answers prayer. Continuing with what Surgeon said, Suppliants cannot, they are not satisfied with the results of prayer itself in calming the mind and subduing the will. They must go further and obtain actual replies from heaven or they cannot rest. Otherwise it'll be equivalent to death. That's what David's saying here. And is that wonderful? Just these two verses, we can, we can deduce that from the two verses of this beautiful Psalm. So one of the encouragements today is let, let us as a church learn to pray with hope pray with this expectancy that David has. When we pray, we pray expecting, or pray knowing that he is our rock, pray knowing that he's listening and to expect an answer. And if we don't get that answer, it may not be the answer we want, but we, he answers the prayer. It, if he doesn't answer, then don't stop praying. That's the first point, praying with hope. The second is praying with praise. And if we can go to verse six and seven together, Verses six and seven, blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and my song, I give thanks to him. With my song, I give thanks to him. David says this, David says, blessed is the Lord. Blessed be the Lord, for he has, for he has what? He's heard the voice of my pleas. He's heard David's prayers. Now, how wonderful is that to be able to praise him in the next verse of the song? It sounds like he's pleading for mercy at the beginning, but immediately he's saying, but blessed is the Lord. God, you are amazing is what he's saying because you've heard my prayer. He can't help but praise. David cannot help. He calls him, he even calls him his strength and his shield. How many of us here today have, had, have prayed and had our prayers answered? If you can raise your hands. Sometimes. How many of us have pleaded with God, like down on our knees, pleaded with God? Probably not as many times as, we are, as our regular prayers, right? But how many times have you been on your knees and you've pleaded to God and God's answered those prayers in your time of desperation? And, and that's so encouraging. I see so many hands. And as Christians, we should be seeing that, right? Because we believe in a God who is our rock. And we come to him with faith and hope and trust knowing that he will answer. And that's, that's wonderful to see. Um, we've listened to testimonies. People have come up here, our brothers and sisters have come up here and shared about the goodness of, of God's grace. So in essence, we've, we've already tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And it is with that attitude that we need to come and approach prayer. And that's what David's demonstrating here. David says, in him my trusts and with my song I give thanks. So as we learn to pray more here at the bridge and to cultivate this lifestyle of prayer, um, I just want to encourage all of us 
as, as, as we endeavor, as we, as we go through this journey to be a more prayerful church, that we approach it with praise as well, because we, we know God's going to answer those prayers. And so we just need to trust him and have hope, but to remember to praise him, because that's what David's doing here. The third point is this, acknowledging that God is our strength. It's so easy to roll, for that statement to roll off our tongues. We just acknowledge that God is, is our strength. We sing the song, God is the strength of my heart. There's so many songs where we call God our strength and shield. But, but I'm going to put a, a stress on one, one particular word here. It's acknowledging that God is our strength. Let's look at verse, verses 8 and 9 together now. The Lord is the strength of his people. This is David still singing his psalm. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save the people and bless your heritage. Or in the NIV, it says your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Earlier, we saw David exclaim, you know, he said, the Lord is my strength and my shield. And, you know, we live in a world today where we're all striving to, to be strong to, to show the world that we're capable, that we've got it all worked out, that we're in control. But for someone like the king of Israel, for someone like David, who should be showing strength all the time, for him to say, Lord, you are my strength and my shield is quite a beautiful thing. It's a very tender thing to say because it requires a lot of humility. See, this is not just theoretical knowledge. We read in the Bible, oh yeah, God is my strength, so, so I should say that. No, this, this comes from a very deep, intimate relationship that David has with God and something that we ought to have as well. It wasn't theoretical knowledge. Now, verses eight to nine in the closing portion of this psalm uh, are crucial because David here is no longer talking about God being his strength and his shield. He's saying this, the Lord is the strength of his people. Isn't that interesting? David started the psalm with a plea. He was pleading for mercy. He sounded like he was crying out in desperation. And then he starts to bless the Lord. He praises God. And then he turns, what does he do? He starts, he's no longer thinking about himself now. He's thinking about the people of God. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. And look what he's doing here. Oh, save your people, Lord, and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. What's he doing here? He's, he's praying for people. He's praying for you and me. And notice how that comes from David's realization as he has gone through this journey, as he's started by saying, God, you are my rock. Lord, I need you. I really need you. My hope is in you. And then he says, Lord, you are amazing. Praise be to you. And then he starts thinking of other people. And his realization is this. David's realization is that people need God. We need God. People need a savior. Look how he prays. He says, oh, save your people. People need a savior. Oh, bless your heritage. We need God's favor. We need God's blessing. We learned not too long ago in a previous sermon about sheep and shepherds. And David, who is a shepherd boy, who is now a king, the shepherd boy prays this. He says, be the shepherd and carry them forever, he prays. And if you think about it, it's, that's a wonderful promise that he's telling us, is that if we come to him in prayer, he's, he's already promised to carry us. The promise is this, 
the promise is that our Lord Jesus isn't just a shepherd. He doesn't just draw us to greener pastures. He doesn't just take us away from what troubles us. He carries us. He will bless us. He will answer our prayers. He is our refuge. He will grant us favor and he will carry us forever. And that prayer right at the end, that is a prayer of encouragement. And that's what happens when we pray for each other. We encourage each other. Because while we give praise and we say that God is so amazing in my life, as we begin turning to people around us, our brothers and sisters, and we realize some, some of us in the flock may not be in the same place, we ought to pray for each other. That's why we need to share our prayer needs with each other. That is why we need to pray for each other. And we, re- we need to remind each other, as David did in this wonderful psalm, that his wonderful promise is in Christ Jesus because Jesus has already won the battle. Let's pray. God, thank you for this word. Lord, teach us to be a church that is, um, that is surrendered to you in prayer. Lord, teach us to be a church that can pray with hope. Teach us to... Um, Teach us to pray for each other and to love each other. Teach us to open up, Lord, to each other, to seek prayer from one another as well. And in so doing, we draw closer to you. Lord, we praise you because, God, you are a God who hears us as you heard the pleas and the prayers of David. You are a God who is the same then, who is the same now, and is the same forevermore. Lord, we thank you because you are not just a shepherd who wants to guide us, but you want to carry us because you love us and you care for us. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so, so as I said before, uh, it's a short sermon. What uh, we want to encourage all of us to do today is to break into small groups. This time, we'll try to keep it a little bit smaller. Um, maybe not six, four, possibly. And we've got quite a bit more time today. Um, and we want to just encourage all of us to, in your small groups, if you've got the, uh, if you feel led, please, please share. Some of us here just rush off after church. I'm one of them. And I don't really get to say hi or get to know all of you. Um, share about what's going on in your life. Share about where you need God, because we do. We need God. Um, share about other people in your family who may require prayer as well. And I really want to encourage those of us who are more comfortable praying, if there are anybody who has prayer needs, please please pray for them. Um, And again, if you're not very comfortable uh, praying, then that's okay. Um, But if you're comfortable sharing about what you'd like other people to pray for, um, please share. A few few points I want to make note is that there's no prayer that is too small or too big for God. Okay, it may be school related, maybe relationships related, and maybe uh, your gripes with restrictions, separation from family. Please, please pray for these things. Pray for our pastor who will be uh, out of quarantine tomorrow. Um, One last thing is also, I know some of us are more comfortable praying in our own languages. So feel free to group together with your language groups. Um, We want want you guys to be able to pray freely and and, and comfortably. Colin, is there anything else? Um, No? Okay. So I'm going to set it at about 20 minutes, okay, for now. But if I... if, we, if the elders notice that you know, uh, some groups are still deep in prayer, we'll let that continue. And then I'll come up here and I'll close.